On today's show, Tesla is feuding with the NTSB over its autopilot crash investigation. GM, Honda, FCA, and Ford want 95 octane gasoline as the minimum standard. And color experts explain why it takes so long to pick a new color for a car. All that and more coming right up on AutoLine Daily. This is AutoLine Daily, the show for enthusiasts of the automotive industry. You know, there's a battle brewing between the oil and corn industries over biofuels. Last week we reported that the EPA gave Endeavor, one of the nation's largest oil refiners, an exemption from the renewable fuel standard. The law mandates that refiners blend biofuels like ethanol into gasoline or purchase credits from other refiners. The exemption is reserved for small companies that would be hurt financially by the rule. But now Reuters reports that ExxonMobil and Chevron are seeking exemptions for two of their smaller refineries. But it's not known if they received a waiver since the EPA doesn't disclose which companies receive exemptions. In the past, the EPA has awarded 10 exemptions a year, but now that's doubled. And proponents of the standard are worried more large oil companies will receive waivers. And in other fuel news, at the SAE World Congress yesterday, powertrain executives from GM, Honda, FCA, and Ford called for 95-octane gasoline as the minimum standard in the United States. By making it the standard blend, this would add about $0.05 a gallon over regular 87-octane gasoline. But motorists would recoup that cost because automakers could raise the engine compression ratio to about 15 to 1, which would make them... 3% more efficient. Wards reports that GM's VP of powertrain Dan Nicholson will be pitching the idea to the Energy and Commerce Committee in the House of Representatives today. Those same executives also predict we have hit the limit with how many gears can be stuffed into a transmission. But it's not a technical issue. They could actually make 12-speed transmissions if they wanted. But with most powertrains getting electrified, at least to some degree, The extra torque that provides means engines don't have to work as hard, and so they can get by with the transmissions that we have today. Still to come, Tesla and the NTSB are in a feud. Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone Tires, your journey, our passion. Dow Automotive Systems, advanced materials that deliver better results. And by Lear a global leader in automotive seating and electrical systems. Heavy truck sales in the U.S. continue to grow strongly. Overall, they were up 11% last month, and Wards reports that Class 8 trucks, the biggest semis, shot up 26%. And as we've reported before, analysts use the sales of Class 8 trucks as a leading indicator of how the economy will perform. Last summer, sales of those trucks turned a corner, and really started to climb up. And we here at AutoLine wondered if that was a signal that sales of light vehicles would turn around and start going up. Well, that's exactly what happened. As you know, sales of cars and light trucks came in much stronger than anyone expected last month. So the latest sales numbers for these big rigs suggest that the good times will continue to roll. As we reported previously, The NTSB is not happy with Tesla over its disclosure of details related to a fatal accident involving one of its Model Xs in autopilot mode. Things seem to be getting put back together after the NTSB spoke with Tesla CEO Elon Musk on Wednesday, 
but it's completely fallen apart since then. The NTSB has kicked Tesla off the crash probe after it says the automaker again violated its disclosure policy. That led to a statement from Tesla, quote, It's been clear in our conversations with the NTSB that they're more concerned with press headlines than actually promoting safety, and adds it has filed a Freedom of Information Act request to, quote, understand the reasoning behind their focus on the safest cars in America while they ignore the cars that are the least safe. This now seems more like a power struggle between the NTSB and Tesla rather than what the actual focus should be on, figuring out what caused the accident and keeping motorists safe. You know it can take two to three years to create a new car color? So why in the heck does it take so long? We'll have the answer coming up next. Lear Connexus is the new application suite in vehicle connectivity designed to deliver over-the-air software updates and more from Lear Corporation's eSystems, leaders in power and data management. It takes an enormous amount of planning and engineering to create a new car color, anywhere from two to three years. And on AutoLine this week, we're joined by color experts from Exalta, BASF, and PPG, and they explain why it takes so long to choose a new color. Everything has to match. Everything has to be coordinated. Um, and if you think about it, you know, you say two to three years out, but the automotive industry is a little bit complex. So right now, it's the 2018 calendar year, but some 2019s are going to start to hit the road. So there's a lot of coordination between um, the exposure work we have to do to make sure if those, if those uh, paint systems are going to you know, last 10 years, that's what's required by the automotive industry. If all the parts are going to coordinate, because not everything is painted in the same plant, um, where it's going to go globally, so that takes a lot of planning. A lot of testing. Yeah, there's sure. a lot of engineering behind all of the coatings, and I think maybe it's interesting for your audience to consider what actually is on their cars to protect it. So the coating is about the width of a human hair, maybe a little bit less than that, mm. and it's mostly organic, and it's expected to protect the car for up to 10 years. So we have to do a lot of engineering, and then the sophistication with color matching and all the add-on parts have to match just perfectly for that high investment to really be a pleaser. Mm -hmm. Right. It's high durability, and um, it's also the largest surface area on the car, so it has to have the most aesthetic appeal, right? It's uh, what you first notice mm -hmm. when you walk up to the car. But then the other thing that plays into those trends in determining what colors are going to be going forward is they only have so many colors per palette, and so they have to um, make sure that they have enough colors for all of their um, car lines. And as you can see, today is a very dynamic time in the automotive industry. Vehicles are changing. In North America, the truck market is uh, increasing, and we're looking at what is going to happen with autonomous vehicles and ride sharing. And so the types of vehicles and the architecture of the vehicle is going to play a big part in what colors get chosen. For more about new trends in vehicle color, you can watch that entire show right now on our website, autoline.tv, or you can find it on our YouTube channel. That's it for today. Thanks for watching. Have a great weekend. We'll see you right back here again on Monday.
Wards is the industry leader for news, data, and analysis. That's why companies across the globe subscribe to our premium service, maybe even your own. Log in for subscriber access now. Check your company's intranet for details and rely on wardsauto.com to keep you informed.